Experience is everything. Most people aren't willing to go through enough experience to succeed. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back. Another Have It All podcast coming your way. And I'm incredibly proud of what I'm about to share with you today for a slew of reasons. I did this back when I still had my performance enhancing podcast episode. I had the honor and privilege of traveling with a company called the American Dream U. Their goal or mission is to help those soldiers who are transitioning back into civilian life. And I'm going to say what I said last time, um, even though this time was different. When I originally went to Fort Bragg, uh, probably like a year and a half or so ago, I had a very distinct view of what our military was. I had a very distinct view about our government, uh, where we should be and shouldn't be. I had all these opinions. I also thought that the people that were in the military were being used. In other words, people from poor neighborhoods who have no options, that the army comes in and recruits because they say like, hey, we'll pay for school. And, you know, they get these quote unquote uh, unsophisticated human beings to come and fight wars that we need not fight. I cannot tell you what a 180 I did when I showed up to Fort Bragg from the general on down. I mean, the first person that we met was a kid who was 21 years old, spoke four languages, had graduated from, I don't remember, some elite school way better than I did and wanted to serve his country. And I was like, wait, what? It just didn't make sense. And then person after person, not everyone, just the majority were just like you and I, only with this drive to serve and protect this country and our freedoms. And it was one of the most humbling experiences of my life. And I've been waiting and asking for an opportunity to give back and speak to the soldiers again. And I was given that opportunity probably about a couple months now ago. And I went to Walter Reed, uh, which is in Virginia, and uh, we got a chance to speak to the soldiers over there. And I begged and pleaded for them to give me the recording of, I think I spoke for maybe about under 20 minutes, let's say. And in my attempt to give back to soldiers, I was hoping to debunk some of the biggest myths they have about transitioning into civilian life. Now, whether you're a soldier or not, I think this is just an amazing conversation to be a part of. And then I have a request of you. If you know 
a soldier, a Marine, uh, someone in the Air Force that is transitioning or thinking about transitioning or anywhere in that state, please, please, please share this with them. Uh, I'm committed that these people get who they are for you and I all across the world, not just the U.S., because I'm sure this happens in every other country. They are forgotten. They are the reason you and I get to do what we do, how we do. Without them, none of that would be a reality. For those of you that live in the United States of America, you happen to live in one of the safest countries in the entire world. And you might not agree with the politics and you might not agree with our military, and that's fine. Just get that there's a human being just like you in some sort of uniform fighting, whether they believe it or not, to protect your rights. And we do so very little for them that if they just feel that they are honored and loved and given some sort of support. What American Dream U does on a regular basis is absolutely incredible. So if there's any way that you can give back to them, support them, help these troops in any way, shape or form, I urge you to do so. You can reach out to me directly. I'll be happy to make a personal introduction to either Phil Randonzo or Jess Holland um, who, who run American Dream U. And again, if you know anyone in any of the three branches, Army, Navy, Air Force, that is transitioning, please, please, please share this conversation with them. I honor and love every single one of you soldiers out there that are keeping us safe. And I hope that you get value from what I shared at the Walter Reed Center. Have an amazing day. My name is Elon, and people always ask me, what do you do? What do you do? And what I do, in the simplest terms, is I help people achieve their dreams. So how many of you guys have dreams? Liars. There's people there like, I don't have a dream. How many of you guys that have a dream actually know how to achieve that dream? A little bit of a different question, right? So I work with thousands of people from all over the world, who are trying to think bigger than what culture and society allows them to think. And what I want to do with you guys today is give you some great tools that you guys can take on your journey, wherever that journey leads you, on how to develop that for yourself. Sounds good? I love that. So how many of you guys have a cell phone? Awesome. Do you guys know, like in the middle of the night sometimes it happens and annoys the shit out of you? I curse, by the way, so excuse that in the beginning. How many of you know in the middle of the night your phone gets that update from like 7.1 to 8.0 and then all of a sudden your apps don't work? You know what I'm talking about? Human beings are exactly the same way. The only thing is that we've been running the operating system that we inherited when we were five, six, seven years old. And regardless of your age, most of you haven't inquired about what it would look like to upgrade your own operating system. Does that make sense? So you're going through life with a bunch of crap that you've been told when you were a kid, 
or that you grew up around, and you go out into the real world, and you're like, well, that's not how the real world is at all, right? right. Something that I teach all my clients is, and I want to show it to you guys here today, is a distinction that you may want to write this down. It's called conversations disappear. People operate as if conversations were physical objects, like this thing. Now, if I left this here and came back 10 years later, and assuming that no one ganked my wonderful water bottle, it would still be here, yes? Now, I saw a lot of you guys are married and a lot of you guys have kids. If you said to your wife or husband once on the day that you got married or asked them to marry you, and you told them, I love you, and then you never said that again for another 10 years, do you think they would still love you? Or know that you love them? Yet we treat our words as if they're objects. Like, I said this once to you, how dare you not remember that thing? You guys know what I mean? Now, this is really good news. Because the only way that thoughts stay there and your life persists to be the same exact way it is today is because you keep speaking that stuff into existence. You keep thinking the same thoughts and waiting for the out there real world to show up differently somehow, to prove you wrong. If you actually took on that your words, look, I can yell to my hand as loud as I want with any language, these words will destroy you. Is that anything happening? What happens to the word as soon as I speak it? It's gone. It's not here, it's not here. So if the nature of words and thoughts are to disappear, why does your life keep looking the same exact way? Because you keep it there. You keep talking about it and thinking about it. So what I thought would be of value to you, I, I had the honor, this is actually my second time being here. I was lucky enough to be at Fort Bragg as well. Hands down, one of the most humbling, fulfilling experience, and I can, I'm sure I can speak for all the speakers. It's an honor to be here and to be able to give back like this. Just a side story, I, Fort Bragg, I, I had a lot of perceptions about what the military and who you guys are, and I was proven so wrong. I actually cried driving down from North Carolina to South Carolina for pretty much two hours. So I heard a few myths a few things that when I heard you guys keep repeating them over and over, I was like, oh, if they only knew that weren't true. So what I want to give to you guys today is show you how to debunk some of these myths that you have. And the first one I heard over and over and over, and tell me if this resonates for you, is that when I go out there and I take off my green, I lose my identity. I'm no longer who I am. Right? You guys ever think that? So one of the best ways to debunk any myth, to upgrade any operating system, is you ask one simple question. Do I know this to be absolutely true? Do I know this to be absolutely true? And I can give you the shortcut, there is nothing in life that you know to be absolutely true. Could you think of one person that took off their greens and made a massive success of yourself, themselves that you can look out at and go, wow, I would love to do what that person's doing? Every single one of you can. Some of them were just up here on stage. 
You are not your clothes. You are not your job. You are not your age. You are not your sex. What the skills that you guys have learned while being here is who makes you who you are. That's in here. No one can take that away from you. No one. I guarantee that if any one of you were in a room where some shit was going down and there was a bunch of mere mortals, as I like to call us, in that room, greens or not, would you step into action and be the person that you know yourself to be in here? Yes? You'd serve and protect, why? Because that's in you. Has nothing to do with what you put on. When you go out there into the real world, I don't know that there is a real world. <laughs> when you go out there into the quote unquote real world, just because you leave that at home, you get to say who walks into that room. Not because of the clothes that you wear. I used to wear suits all the time, every time I would speak. You know why? Because I thought it was expected of me. Well, they take me seriously if I wear jeans and a t-shirt. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Does it matter what clothes I'm wearing right now? No. Would some of you take me more seriously if I wore a suit? Probably. Do I give a fuck? No. <laughs> when you know yourself at your core, and that's what the military does best, it puts you in situations that makes you know yourself like no one knows themselves. That's your truth. No one can take that away from you. So that's myth number one. Myth number two I heard people talk about was, when I leave here, I should be valued at X. Or when I go to get a job, I should get X. Like if they're making you know, $50,000 a year here, you've been told that go out there and if someone offers you less than $50,000, you go, that's not my value. Or if I'm worth $100,000 in here and someone offers you a job less than that, you go, I'm not taking that. That's not my value. And I'm not disregarding who you are in here. Your skill set, what you've done, your value. Like I said, no one can take that away from you. But I want to give you an analogy. Imagine the best surgeon in China. Literally, the best surgeon in China. He's making millions of dollars working on like the most special people in China. He says, you know what? I want to change my life. I would like to move to America. Now, he doesn't know English. He's a damn good surgeon, though. And I'd imagine surgery in China is probably fairly similar here, because we probably use all their equipment anyway. And yet he'd come here. Do you think he would make anywhere near what he was making in China? In fact, do you think he would even be able to get a job here? Probably not. Now, I can tell you a personal story. I ran a commercial real estate hedge fund. I got in when we had just started. We had a $500,000 investment. And in the seven years that I was there, we grew that company to $105 million in assets under management. I had a sales team under me, which I managed, that was 25 people strong. Now, I lost everything in 2010. I mean, everything. My house was in foreclosure. 
I burned through all my savings. It was not pretty. And I was like, I have amazing skills. So I went to every other real estate investment company that I knew. You think anybody even offered me an interview? Nope. So I was like, well, I have amazing sales skills. Let me go out and I thought medical, medical device sales, you know, that seems lucrative. So I went and did that. You think anybody offered me a job? Nope. Now I'm not saying this to dishearten you. I'm saying this because I went in with a concept of like, don't you know my value? Don't you know what I've done? You should be honored to hire me. Here's the truth. People value what you do for them. And if that means rejiggering your outlook on life just a little bit and taking not two steps back, I'm talking 10 steps back. I had to eat some shit when I started my company. I was on unemployment checks trying to build a business. Not fertile ground for being an entrepreneur, I might add. But you know what? In five and a half, six years of me doing this, I've built two multiple seven-figure businesses. I wake up every day doing what it is that I love to do. And if you told me that all I had to do was take, take my ego out of the equation, take a few steps back and start this thing over, and prove to people by my work that that's what I'm valued at, that was good enough for me. So instead of necessarily thinking, oh, I have to get this job or my ego will be hurt or screw all that. Get yourself in the door because you know what? Once someone sees you in any work environment, here's what I can promise you. You will outwork every single person in any business. You will show up on time. You will do what you said by when you said you will do it. Yes? Yes. That's 97% better than anybody else. Probably 99%. Every single one of us entrepreneurs would love to hire people like you. So if that means eating your pride just a little to get through the door, willing to do that for the long-term gain, right? David Bach was talking about, like, look at the short-term stuff. It's easy to look at that. The long-term is really where it's at, okay? Now, the third and final one was a little painful for me to hear which is I heard, and there's different variations. It was something along the lines of, but you, it was you guys talking to us, but you have different skill sets and your skill sets are better out there or you're smarter, some version of that. You guys heard that? Put me or any of these other speakers in any of the situations that you guys are at, who would be smarter? We'd be dead in like 30 minutes. It's not that we're smarter, and it's not that you're smarter. It's that you've chosen to have certain experiences, and those experiences have given you a sense of wisdom, yes? We've just focused our experience on something else, right? Everyone said here, like, I sat in a room yesterday, you guys were talking, the amount of acronyms, I was like, what are they saying? We all speak different languages. Have you ever spoken to an attorney? My wife is one. They're bloodsuckers. They speak, they have a language. It's called legalese. 
financial planners. I was sitting uh, with David and Joel just sitting there in the back going, I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> right? I could come here and set a four-day event, and I could bring the be- like Lance Armstrong and the best cyclists in the world, and we could sit here, and for four days, we'll show you the bike, we'll have people ride it around, we'll explain to you every nuance and every intricacy about riding a bike. Do you think that any of you would be able to go outside after four days of the most pristine training by the most amazing people and actually know how to ride a bike? Not a single one of you. Listening to super smart people talk about whatever it is they talk about does not, does not combat experience. Experience is everything. I said this at lunch yesterday. Most people aren't willing to go through enough experience to succeed. The military is amazing because it almost, to a point, doesn't give you a choice. How many of you guys were super psyched to get deported to Afghanistan? (laughs) And then you got there, and I bet there was a whole bunch of perceptions about how it would be. And then you got there, you're like, fuck. No one told me about this. Did it make you a better human being? (laughs) Did you learn some stuff about yourself? (laughs) I made a joke yesterday at lunch. Imagine you were like nine months old and you started walking, and after like six times of falling, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Walking's not for me. (laughs) (laughs) But we do that, don't we? Like someone's like, hey, why don't you learn this? You're like, it's too hard. I feel too dumb. I'll I'll let you in on a little secret. Not a single person in here that's spoken today felt smart when they started anything. None of us. When you guys started in the military, did you feel like uber army man? You're like, God damn. I had no idea it was this hard. We don't. And it's, it, I'm not going to get into the brain science of it, but to the brain, anything that is new, it's going to throw out these things like, you're an idiot. This is too hard. This is overwhelming. Stop. Go do what you're used to doing. But everything that you guys want, your dreams, are all on the other side of that. Literally, everything that you guys dream of at night is on the other side of going through that. And the military's taught you. I love, I come into these rooms, I'm like, what are you afraid of? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. You know the number one thing that entrepreneurs are afraid of? Failure. Failure. Terrified. Fear is debilitating to mere mortals. To you guys, it's like challenge. Your growth, your development, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of that. Do you guys have that skill set in spades in comparison to people out there? Yes? Yes. I'll give you one bonus one because my time's up. My one bonus, and I'm just leaving this for you to investigate for yourself, okay? How many of you guys believe that transitioning is hard? Be honest. Be honest. That's worthwhile investigating too. Maybe it's not hard. And maybe 
if you stop speaking about it like it's hard and start creating some new stuff like, hey, it's a challenge. Hey, it's another growth opportunity. Hey, this is my reinvention. You think that would change the way you approach transitioning? You've transitioned your whole life. Did you know anything when you started the military? That was a transition. Did you know anything about when you were deployed to Afghanistan and Iraq? That was a transition. How many of you became fathers? Were you ready to be a father? Fuck no. <laughs> they hand you that little baby, you're like, where's the manual for this thing? You've transitioned your whole life. Your whole life is about transition. Your growth and development, and who you are as a human being happened because you've transitioned. Use this as another opportunity to transition into the person that you say you're going to be in life. What I would like to do, if, if you enjoyed any of this conversation, I wanna give you guys a gift. I work with my brother, We've put together uh, a course which has a lot more in-depth tools on how to do the stuff that I spoke about here. If you email that address, that's my personal address, if you email it and just say, I want, write this down, I want to have it all. I want to have it all. I will send you a free copy of that course to your inbox as soon as I get home. All right? Guys, thank you so, so much for everything that you do. We would be nothing without you. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family. And truly, truly, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, You'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.